Welcome back to season two. We are so grateful for your continued support and for those new to the podcast. We look forward to sharing our getting dirty and growing strong stories with you. Where the Lotus Grows is an entirely listener-supported show. Supporting us is also designed to support you through keeping the growth flowing and also through rewards like guided meditations, personal affirmations, and extended behind-the-scenes content of our adventures and podcasting. Hop over and visit patreon.com backslash where the lotus grows and become a supporting member of the Courageitarian community. Getting dirty and growing strong. Welcome back, Courageitarians. We're so excited to have you with us today. What are we talking about today, Kim? Well, today we're going to talk about how to live as a modern-day sophisticated hippie. And (laughs) hippies is a term synonymous with the 1960s. So in Europe, uh, Amsterdam was the hippie capital, and the Netherlands had a reputation of a country with widespread tolerance and openness, Mm -hmm. and the United States had Woodstock. So do these ideas of love, freedom, and joy still hold true today? I think so. So when I think hippie, what I think, I do think the 60s, but I think counterculture is the word that comes to mind. Like the hippie culture was the counterculture. So it was kind of the younger people rebelling against um, all the 50s conformity. I see it coming. So all the free love and all of the joy and all of the kind of things that you think of when you think of hippie um, to me come from going against the grain and kind of being counter to pop culture. And I do think that that happens today. <laughs> I do. The, I, I kind of see, you know, Woodstock had its 50 year anniversary and um, this year. So I, I, I watched some documentaries about Woodstock again, just to, you know, remind myself about it. And there are some parallels in the Woodstock group that I think apply to millennials today, but early in my, um, career of starting Mind Body Balance, I had a young, vibrant, creative photographer um, say to me, you're a sophisticated hippie. And I wasn't really sure what that was, but I was like, oh, okay. And I seemed to embrace it and uh, agree with her. Mm -hmm. And she was a millennial at the time. Um, (laughs) I guess she's still a millennial. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Um, No, I like that. So what's, what's criteria for modern day hippie? Yeah. So some criteria that seems uh, like as a common thread for a modern day hippie are um, that all living organisms have a spirit, Mm -hmm. connection with nature, finding peace with consumerism and capitalism, Mm -hmm. reducing exposure to media, living a sustainable lifestyle, prioritizing living over financial wealth, schooling alternatives, a flexible schedule, barefoot footwear, <laughs> to sit on the floor more because sitting in a chair for long periods of time doesn't feel good on the body, 
when they learn something, they tend to travel to the source and learn it experientially. They take vacations off the grid and in silence. They prefer a slower pace of life. They see opportunities and possibilities everywhere and understand they have choices. They follow their hearts and understand there's no prescribed path. Then they have a tendency towards LAT, living apart together relationships. They approach everyone with a smile as a friend, and they look for freedom to move whichever way they want. And in an age of segregation, they enjoy meeting people of like-minded souls, a universal goal of love and peace. So I have to ask you with this list, Kim, because you said they an awful lot, but how much of this list is you? Oh, pretty (laughs) much all of it. Some of these were very, very specific. And I'm just like, I don't think this list was specifically uh, they. I think Kim was like they and me, and I'm wearing barefoot footwear. Yeah. I like this. I do think um, I tended to agree with almost everything on here on your list. I do think that, you know, having a tremendous, like a, a modern day hippie, one of the things that I think when I think hippie from like 60s bleeding into the 70s, um, it was really popular, especially, you know, to care about the environment. You know, you were really considered a hippie if you cared about the environment in the the 70s and and even into the 80s, you know, when the yuppie culture kind of took over and that was much more pop culture was to be overindulgent than, you know, hippie got kind of a dirty, it was kind of a dirty word, right? You're Mm -hmm. you're a dirty hippie. (laughs) Um, But just the idea of maybe it wasn't so cool to eat organic vegetables and grow your own food and uh, live sustainably. And now those old hippies from the 60s, 70s that kind of got picked on a little bit in the 80s are now like, see, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think that that is something that modern hippies, if we use that term in that way, really embrace is is sustainability, um, the priority of our food where your food comes from, what you put in your body, I think is much more important to the modern day hippie. I think most things that you put in and on your body are much more important um, to a modern day hippie than to people who don't. I, I found it interesting that you put finding peace with consumerism and capitalism. I think moreover, Um, It's making choices, and maybe this is what you meant with finding peace, making choices that support consumerism and capitalism in our culture that also support um, the things that that we believe in. So, you know, sustainable agriculture. And so, for example, you know, I buy primarily organic or locally grown produce. I make choices. You know, I try to put my money where my ethics are. So I guess that, is that what you mean by finding peace with consumerism and capitalism? Yeah. Like right now my, uh, my brother is all into having USA made clothes. And so, Mm -hmm. um, he had tipped me off to a new, um, clothing manufacturer for men that, um, you know, is all USA made. So I think it's, it's one, not 
deciding that you don't more isn't always better. Mm-hmm. And then two, looking beyond the price tag to how things are being made and the company behind it making it and choosing the companies that, you know, best serve a sustainable system. Oh, I like I like the way that you worded that. Because I too try to support um, American made things often and a lot. And then there are some things where we don't necessarily have the best regulation system in our in our um, country. So for example, there are things like say, let's say in cosmetics that are still allowed in the United States that are not allowed in many of European countries. So it also is important that you know these things and, and inform yourself if, if those things are important to you um, about what's sustainable. Like you said, the, make the choices that are sustainable uh, and, and clear within your values. And so I think that that's important because values are to absolutely support your country and, and support employees and people that work within your country and that you also want to support what's healthy for you and what's healthy for your body. Mm-hmm. Um, what was one of the other things that you said on the list that made me think, <laughs> is this just you? Um, but I, but just the hippie mentality um, of being a little more open and loving and being open of other people. So you said in an age of segregation, meeting people, of li- and, and like-minded souls. Um, when I think hippie, I do think much more open and much more um, emotionally available to any and all people of diverse backgrounds. Um, I just found it interesting that you said in an age of segregation because it feels like it shouldn't be. And then unfortunately it is very much in that way. Yes, I, I do still. I mean, we've we've come a little way. We have a long way to go. Every time we, we think we've taken steps forward, apparently we take steps back as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> such as such as I guess the law of of that um, that situation. What is the a lat? I'd never heard of that. Living apart together. So that's an actual thing. So you know. It's, I think it's discussed a little bit more perhaps in relationships where there aren't children, where you have two separate lives, but yet you still come together and have your own joint life as well. Um, so you can have your own interests. Perhaps you even take one or two vacations a year by yourself, um, and then you still take a vacation together as a couple. Um, oh, so it's so like a relationship. So it's not just like, so this is like a romantic relationship not like a roommate situation. Well, we are seeing more and more people share uh, common right. households well, together that's, too. So right, you could have, it like a, this, is, this is common, um, becoming more and more common too for uh, the modern hippie as you'll see three household, three families um, live in one McMansion and they mm-hmm. get the better, better school system. They have all the amenities that they want in the house, but they're sharing the uh, expenses so that it is affordable in today's um, society. And so you can look at it from either, you know, either side of the coin. Um, It's still people working together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. So I, my um, family, my aunt and uncle live in Tennessee and they live close to a place called the farm. And when I was a kid, I was told that the farm is just a hippie commune. (laughs) What I learned later is the farm is a little bit more than that. So the farm is where, um, very famous, world-renowned, famous midwife, Ina Mae Gaskin, chose to set up shop and run her, um, I don't even know what you would call it, besides a commune, for women to come and labor naturally and have their babies. So it was more than just a hippie commune. It was it was a natural birth and natural place for um, a school of, of midwifery. I guess. Um, But what I wanted to say in sharing that is like that culture and that environment was very much that whole town kind of embraced that vibe. And so as a kid, what I thought was just, you know, a hippie commune where those hippies are, (laughs) Um, it turned out it was, it was just a real, it was a culture of people who worked together. Um, and really, really kind of uh, helped each other out in that way. And it was just a really beautiful thing to to witness from into adulthood. And then to learn more about it later, I was like, oh, that's so cool that I was that close to that and didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that I see uh, in relationships is people having their own separate address, right? Mm-hmm. But then they still come together for intimacy. Oh, no, I could see I could see that being um, kind of a hippie-ish lifestyle. So the, that's the living apart together. I'm, that's mm-hmm. interesting. That could go a whole bunch of different ways if you wanted to. But <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So that's are nice. we so disconnected from our environments that we no longer care about nature, eating, poison, and for our food? And are we in burnout or are we only surviving? Well, I think that that's a choice. Like, that's the thing. Like, you, all of this comes down to making the choice. And making the choice means that you have to be a little more educated. And I think you have to do a little more effort, right? So it takes more effort to recycle. It takes more effort to source sustainable things. Um, Oftentimes, it takes a little more money to do that. But there are other ways that you can you can cut back too. So I, I think that it's um, it's a lifestyle, and so I think the the surviving versus and and the being disconnected versus being connected and striving is a choice. Yeah, I think it's uh, choice and prioritizing because mm-hmm. some people would say, "Well, where's the joy in this?" or but, you know, you can really shape your life any way that you want. And so is the desire for a free and adventurous life, um, you know, latent? Is this awareness latent in people or are people, mm-hmm. you know, passionate about it? And we keep making more rules, more laws, um, having heavier punishments, but they don't really seem to be working. So what does work is helping people to recognize their true selves And it appears as though the human race is at a crossroads. If we keep going like this, we'll destroy the planet. But we could choose another path. We could make an evolutionary leap to a new awareness 
which we can manage the planet together, kind of like a global family or the modern day hippie. No, I like that. I, I agree. I think that that's, um, I think that we are at that crossroads because the crossroad is really there that we can make different choices. We can choose, uh, choose to choose to go a different way. We can choose to put our money towards sustainable resources, or we can continue to put our money towards things that we know are not sustainable. Um, and the same thing with being happy and with uh, being in nature and, all of the kind of the things that you run through with the list, there are certainly opposites of that. There's, you you know, it, it takes a little bit more effort, but ultimately the effort is worth it to, to save the planet, but also for our kids. I mean, the next generations, and I say our kids, like you said, a global family, I'm thinking the next generations to come, not just my own children. I think that it's something that, um, we, we, we are only given one planet. Yeah. And so we need to, <laughs> we need to think a little bit more seriously about that. I wanted I, I, to ask you with that, yeah. you know, I grew up with, I find it really interesting that there's still <sighs> climate deniers and, and, you know, um, Greta, I'm forgetting Greta's last name, the 16 year old girl who is single-handedly doing amazing things right now for, for, um, the environment from Sweden. Um, I just thinking about, you know, when we were growing up, like reduce, reuse, recycle was a huge motto when I was a kid and it was, you know, give a hoot, don't pollute. And there were so many things that were kind of drilled into our heads that it kind of blows my mind that there are people our age who are like, ah, just it's don't believe in it. Right. Or, or yeah. who cares? Or I'm going to be dead anyway. What does it matter? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of blows my mind because I feel like, you know, as we're joking about being the modern day hippies, I feel like those old hippies really infiltrated our schools when we were kids <laughs> and tried to really spread a message that I'm like, how did you not get that message as a child? Um, I feel like we have, I, I feel like the, um, the hippies of the sixties and seventies really knew how to come together and how to get a message out. And I feel like we have lost that skill. And I know some people say, Hey, you know, the planet just has these ebbs and flows and we're just in an ebb and a flow right now. It's mm-hmm. not really, you know, climate change or global warming, but there are things happening that you know, if you've looked to science and, and listened to some scientists, you know, can we really ignore all of that information? You know, we just put a plaque up where a whole glacier is gone. Right. So I, I think I think we have to weigh into that. And, and I loved the owl, give a hoot, don't pollute. Yeah. Don't and the, remember, and the, all remember of the, that little stuff bear, the little bear, don't start a forest fire. What was that? Yes. Um, only you can, per- Smokey the bear. Smokey only, the bear, only yes. Only you can prevent forest fires. So we, we had all of these things. You know, one of the things that you just said, you were like the, the hippies back then um, really had a way. Isn't it ironic that they had a way to get their message across. And here we are living in a society where we are absolutely 100% connected all day 
24 hours a day. Like there's no, you and I had a conversation about branding <laughs> privately. <Yeah, we> <laughs> um, and, and this is the thing, like everybody is their own brand now. Like there's all there is, is messages. All yeah. there is, 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 um, people expressing their opinions. And, and there are so many opinions and there's and so much. No yeah, one's the, connecting. Yeah. And so Just how too does much that noise. change? <laughs> how, yes. No, it's, it's like noise pollution. It's, it's mm-hmm. how does that, how does that change? You know, you think about the hippies in Woodstock or the, the people who marched. Think about what it took for civil rights and like marching on Washington and what that took to get all of those people together. Um, you know, whereas now I feel like, yeah, well, pen and and paper and having to coordinate and having to pass that message without the internet, like not knowing plan ahead, how there was no RSVP, (laughs) no ever break. Right. And it just, it had to be like, we're getting together to, Mm. to march for these things. And now I feel like, um, because we're so bombarded with this all the time, you and I together have been to marches. You and I together have gone to candlelight vigils in Washington. And it's almost like the importance of it, even though they're, they're still important. And even though it's important to, if anything, um, we can look back and say, Hey, regardless of what happens, we, we felt like we were doing our best on the right side of history even though we have that personally, is it the same? Does it have the same impact that it had for the hippie generation before us? You know, often I think because we have so many platforms to share our perspectives that we get that desire out to say our opinion, to say something we're passionate about. But I often wonder if it falls on the wrong ears. And so that uniform message isn't getting to the right person to make the decision to change things. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. I am, I remember being young and looking back at the, the hippie culture and, and knowing that, you know, it was one of the times throughout history It was marked throughout history as young people stepping up and becoming active. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of, it's been our turn to do that. And, and maybe we're not as young as the young people who are <laughs> when I, when I think about, um, there's the, the people behind, uh, the gun control movement. There's people behind the environmental movement. There's people behind that are, that are younger people than us that well, are, you really know what? have an opportunity to step forward for different causes. I grew up in Ohio and I was inactive in 4-H, but also through my high school. There are many times that I went to the Capitol and I sat on committees for homeless awareness and agriculture. Mm -hmm. I think upon moving to another state, I lost that ability to advocate. I was busy trying to figure out a new state, a new community, to develop a support system. Mm -hmm. I did, uh, at the time that I started my business, 
I did make an effort to participate in a leadership, a local leadership program where I learned about my community. I did make, uh, talk to one of my representatives and make it up to the Capitol in Michigan and tour the Capitol. Um, but I have yet to actually start to sit on some committees politically and start to advocate. But, you know, I feel like I lost maybe a decade and a half or so of, you know, really advocating like I like I started when I was a young child. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people as, a, as children sit in front of their policymakers and voice an opinion? Yeah, no, it's, it's not, it doesn't happen often. But, you know, I get a lot of wisdom from trees and I love to place my hammock under one and look up at the architecture of the tree. And as I lay there and rest, I can see things that I had forgotten. Every tree, every blade of grass, every breeze has a soul. Everything Mm -hmm. around us breathes, talks, and lives. The world is not our enemy, but our greatest friend. And the minute you want things, you lose your freedom. I want things like good food, books. I want to travel. I want a safe home. I want a beautiful view, designer clothes. But when you get to the end of the day, are these things we possess completely irrelevant? Perhaps the balance of level-headedness and spiritedness describe the perfect modern hippie. Oh, I like that. I agree. I think connecting with nature and... um uh, oftentimes for me, as you were talking about that, I, I look around and the people who are part of my life, you know, my relationships are, are a big part of that, that modern hippiness as just as much as nature is. It's not the things, but the, the people. Well, for, for me, this really ties back to yoga therapy through the yamas and niyamas. And mm-hmm. we could even say the whole yogic lifestyle the koshas, gunas, klesas, samskaras, etc. But it, it was really living with ethical perspectives, mm-hmm. uh, not getting hung up in our own personal story, and continuing to live a life of self-study. Self-study, slowing down, yeah, appreciating what is, um, all of that. I, I absolutely agree. What's our affirmation for today's podcast? The sound of nature fills my heart and brings me peace. I love that. And for our Patreon members, head over. There's a meditation waiting for you. It's all about peace, love, and connection to nature. And I hope you enjoy. Yeah, don't forget to sign up for the Patreon. If you haven't, you have an opportunity for multiple gifts throughout the month. If you sign up for just a small donation. Creditarians, we're so happy to have you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for being part of the Courageitarian community. We're so grateful for the reviews you've written, the member support, and all of the notes that you send us through social media. You can find the show notes at wherethelotusgrows.com. Our member platform is patreon.com wherethelotusgrows. You can donate to the show and get rewards for your support. This is really the best way to keep the episodes rolling. Also, come hang out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you, and we'll see you back here next week. Remember, though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended as a treatment or diagnosis. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation.